somebody has to have a vision that looks beyond the right now in that organization. That was the thing, though. There were three different visions. Yeah. And Tibbs was basically saying, you know, you take care of your vision. We have enough. Let right, me take yeah, care of my vision. Yeah. It's the future. Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. First things first, uh, obviously, this year did not turn out the way we had hoped it would. Uh, we're disappointed in that. And uh, Gar and I, as, you know, as we sit here together and, and talk about this, we, we understand accountability, and we are accountable for what this team did this year. We don't run away from it. We accept it. Uh, that's, that's on us, and we, and we, we, we get it. Um, and we understand what's at stake. We, we, uh, this roster, for whatever reason, we, we brought back. We thought they had one more shot to make a, a real positive run in the Eastern Conference. And, uh, you know, it obviously didn't play out that way. And that's, that's where our, our biggest disappointment comes from. Um, I do think that anybody who watched us play this year saw a team that didn't have the, the collective fight or toughness that's needed to, to battle through adversity. And, and to me, that's the, the biggest disappointment in all of this. Down a distance, we're back. We just got off the line with Sekou Smith, NBA TV, giving us the scoop on Kobe Bryant, his last game, the Golden State Warriors, and their journey to 73. And then also, we talked a little bit about the NBA playoffs and whether or not we'll see the same two teams duking it out once again. Hopefully Cleveland can have a full roster this time. As always, we're right here at WGNRadio.com. I'm your guy, SD2Mikes. You can follow me on Twitter. We have also in the studio trying to replace fill in the shoes. We have three people. We have to go get three to fill in the big shoes. I'm a big brother, JP, who's out on paternity leave. That's crazy, right? Paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Tomlin. What's going Former on? Former colleague. What's going on, bro? My guy, Cameron Smith, man, is smooth operator. You watch this <laughs> guy, him. man. That's him. Hey, man. That's a hot title, man. I appreciate that. Go though. ahead and grab it. <laughs> grab it and take it. And my guy, Eugene McIntosh, Scotty Piffin. Go follow him right now on Twitter. Uh, Tomlin does it, right? At Tomlin at does Tomlin it. At Tomlin does it. And at Cameron Smith, right? Yep. No Ian Cameron. No Everybody e. makes that Everybody mistake. puts an Ian Everybody Cameron? Everybody puts an e in this. So. And that's crazy. So, I'm sorry we have to do this, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry we have to have this conversation. But it, it needs to be said. The Chicago Bulls, 42-40 and 40 on the season. Looking at this season, let's go all the way back. Because you really can't talk about today unless we backtrack. And we have to backtrack all the way to this organization simply not being able to navigate a relationship well, possibly the second best coach in the National Basketball Association. We've heard so many stories of how the deterioration of the relationship started, began, and ultimately ended up with Tom Thibodeau being fired by this organization, being let go. What's your take from today, looking back? Has your take on that situation changed, any of you guys? Absolutely not. Um, you know, when, when they got rid of Tibbs, you know, me personally, it, it didn't make any sense to me at that time where, like you said, the Bulls were dealing with their best coach possibly since Phil Jackson. And they, to me, it felt like they were just so willing to, to send him off that I felt the only, you know, reasonable way that this could go. Now would you be say that, right? Because yeah. we always talk about the Bulls overrating their talent on right. the roster. Right. 
we as Bulls fans, did we overrate Tom Thibodeau as a coach? Because people put him in the top three. Is he a top three elite NBA coach? Ah, that's 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 a tough that's a tough position for for Tibbs to be in um, because you, when when you say top three, you have to be you have to win a championship to yeah, be in the yeah. top three. You have to be up there. You have to have some kind of accolade, not just being coach of the year. That's that's good and well. Anybody can be coach of the year. We've seen coach of the years be fired that next yeah. season, uh, a la Avery Johnson, who used to be doing it with the Mavs. But um, to take it even bigger with, with this thing, society wise, man, the thing with Thibodeau was. He pushed him too hard. He worked him too hard. Really? We need to take back and say that, you know, okay, well, being a little too hard on the guys. Yeah. If you go back in the back in the day with like when Mike was playing, a lot of these coaches, even when Jerry Sloan with the, with the Utah Jazz, if someone told Jerry Sloan, maybe you need to ease up a little bit on the guys, he'll look at them and say, come on, really? Wasn't it? Really? Well, that these are grown been men. part of Darren Williams' issues with them. Yeah, though. right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you have coaches that try and push players to, to reach their peak and potential. And at the same time, the Bulls got where they were uh, in the playoffs with Tibbs. But now we're seeing the differences of having a guy that, you know, had more of a laid back approach, didn't really go as hard in terms of demanding uh, players to 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 be responsible or, or do their jobs on certain nights. And right. this is the drawback to it. So it's, it's funny with the city of Chicago. You want Thibs. You didn't like him because he pushed him too hard. Now we got a guy that's more relaxed in Hoiberg. And now we're seeing the results of that. So I, I I'm with uh, with Terrence, man. I. It hasn't changed for me, man. It really hasn't. Yeah, I have to agree with the guys, man. But I was uh, I was pro tips. I'm from that era of basketball where it's go hard or go home. Mm-hmm. So the push harder thing was really like, I, it was really unbelievable to me. So, but I also think maybe. Tibbs' run was over. I mean, we had five years. We couldn't get over that Cleveland Cavaliers hump, and maybe, you know. It was just time to split, but I do think that uh, Tibbs was a pretty good coach. Top three is pushing it, but yeah. he was definitely one of the better coaches. Brian Crawford will bring him in, man, down a distance. We talked about Tom Thibodeau and the subject and the narrative that went behind the ultimate firing of possibly the second-best coach in the history of the Chicago Bulls. Brian Crawford, BC, follow him right now, Mr. Crawford4D on Twitter. He was at the forefront saying that this narrative is all BS. So, BC, looking back right now from today and looking at the way Tom Thibodeau left this organization, has your mindset and thoughts changed about the way everything went down? Well, first of all, let me just wish everybody in there a happy Mamba Day. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> Um, I mean, has it changed my thoughts? I mean, not really, man. I mean, I was, you know, I was one of those people that just came up from the beginning and said it was a mistake. Like I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any type of false hope that, you know, Fred Hoiberg would come in and basically get this team over the hump or, you know, he would be this, you know, the Eastern Conference's version of Steve Kerr out of Golden State. I didn't believe any of that. You know, I, I was like, you know what, this team – could win 40 games and miss the playoffs. And I said that. People call me crazy. You know, a lot of people said, oh, you know, they'll at least win 50 games and make the postseason probably be out in the first round. I'm like, yeah, but it could go the other way, too. And it did. So, I mean, you know, looking that we're without playoff basketball in this city for the first time in eight years, you know, I think it was a mistake. Where they go from here is, you know, that's the million-dollar question. When it comes to Thibodeau, 
the question of him being the top three coach in the league, one of the things that, that I think is more important is was he the best coach for the team that the Bulls had at the current time? And I think that's why they started to fall. You know, I, they lost a leader in Thibodeau. And, you know, the bottom fell out. You know, and like BC said, you know, it was really no reason to even come into this season with false hope. You know, with everything that Fred Hoiberg was bringing to the table, if you wanted to compare him to Steve Kerr, there was really no comparison. I don't even really think it was a comparison. I just think it was a hope. You know what I'm saying? Like, we saw what happened to Golden State. Mark Jackson had won, you know, 50 games and got Golden State in the playoffs and relevant again, just like Tibbs did. Steve Kerr come in. And, you know, he finally get them to the promised land in terms of winning the championship. And I think fans of Chicago kind of thought that, you know, that would happen here. Um, to Tibbs' credit, and this is something that I don't think we'll probably ever see out of Fred Hoiberg, however long he's the coach of the you know, Chicago Bulls, is that Tibbs maximized the talent and the effort of every guy that he coached. Tibbs got a lot of people paid, man. He got a lot of people, you know, as far as like their status in the game, elevated. You know, we had a different view of Luol Deng before he played on the Tibbs. We had a different view of Derrick Rose and Joe King Noah and even Jimmy Butler before Tibbs groomed them into being the players that they were. We're talking about All-Stars, MVPs and things like that. You know, Eastern Conference champions, an elite defensive team, you know. He, he he shaped those guys and got the best out of them. And they had some of their best, you know, seasons in their career under him. I don't know if Fred Hoiberg has that in. Talking to that guy, Brian Crawford. Mr. Crawford, D, before we let you go, man, give me your best Kobe moment, your favorite Kobe moment. Probably, for me, my favorite Kobe moment is the first time I saw him live. And it was here um, in the United Center. It was a few years back. They were celebrating like Black History Month. And I just remember, like, I remember him being on the court by himself. And the only people that was out there was like the swinging seniors. Y'all know the old group that come out sometimes that, you know, between timeouts and dance, all the old ladies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. He's out there, you know what I'm saying? He kind of picking up the ball and he dribbling between these old ladies trying to get to the rim so he can get his shots up. And, you know, he was just, you know, after the game, he sat around, he talked to us. And so, you know, we're talking about a dude like Kobe Bryant that's larger than life, that's, you know, in a lot of ways bigger than basketball. Just still being a regular dude, man, talking, cracking jokes, you know, telling stories and things like that and just engaging with people. And he's always been like that. So, you know, a lot, a lot of people that hate him and, you know, got this perception of him because of all of the things that happened in his career and, you know, and the way he's been. If you like, if you had a chance to know him or interact with him, you know he ain't nothing like that. So you know that's just my favorite Kobe moment. Like he's just, he's just a really cool dude, man. And I just, you know, I appreciate that part of it because a lot of these guys in the NBA ain't like that. Shelly Smith would disagree with you, bro. You gotta disagree with me. I said Shelly Smith would disagree with you. Mm. Oh well, you know that's something different. <laughs> I'm 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 all the way on the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? Brian Crawford can always catch him. Slam magazine, hoop magazine, writing a lot of things. We'll get back to him next week because I want to bring you on because we're gonna talk about how to fix this situation on the next down and distance. For sure. I'll definitely be in the building next week. Just let me know. The Bulls and the precipitous fall. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about falls from grace. Just to use an av- aviation term, can we, you know, pull the stick up and, and, and get control of this thing? Is there any way to fix this situation 
in the short term, man. Not looking long term, just in the short term. Can we get the you know train back on the tracks to at least say, okay, now we can start moving forward. What needs to happen? Can we all, let's see if we all agree here. Does it start from the top? It has to. I'll say it has to. It better start from the top. Yeah, I've <laughs> always said that. I always saw through the narratives. The narratives meant nothing to me. Talent wins, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, do we think it's going to start from the top? There's only one change that I think that can actually happen, and that's garbage. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. what we've been yeah, That's, that's right. 100% what I'm yes. talking about. Right? Now, wait, hold the chances now. of that happening now? Go ahead and put a percentage is on it, bro. Is it, is, it, is it just Gar, though, or is it Gar and Pax? Are you asking are what Gar needs Pax, to happen? What needs to happen? Or what's okay. going to happen? Yeah, let's well, start with what? We know what's going to happen. We <laughs> know that that, that, that uh, Gar is going to take the take the hit. We know that that's coming. Well, I'll say this. If just looking at the way Reinsdorf runs his organizations, mm-hmm. very similar. Right. The right. same problems have popped up in yeah. his baseball team, his basketball team. Yep. So the way he works that, there's no way unless John Paxson steps away He's the Kenny Williams of the Bulls. Yeah. Teflon. He's Teflon. (laughs) Now, unless he gets a job, if Kenny Williams gets another offer from a good situation, he might leave. I don't think John Paxson is going to get that offer on the NBA side. So I think he's there. Yes. Gar, we can lead him off like Tessio in the Godfather. (laughs) Like, for real. Can you do me one more? Can you give me one more chance? It's over. It's over. Can't do nothing. (laughs) You know, my worry is that this isn't rock bottom for the Bulls. You know, we've sat through, tonight will be 82 games, but this really started last last year for the Bulls yeah. in the postseason, playing the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, where we saw a different side of the Bulls that we hadn't seen. We almost saw them quit and not care. You know, it was completely different from what we were used to. Fast forward a full season, and we got a full dose of that all year. And now the question is, are we going to hold the right people accountable? Is Gar Former going, going to be held accountable for the, mistake, the mistakes that he's made? He never really has been. You know, so will it get worse from here? I think there's a good chance that it could. You know, we see the direction that they're heading in. They, they're looking like they're about to have a new face of the organization. Mm. You know, are you guys ready it's for obvious. that? It yeah, right. that, that, that? We'll, we'll that get to that. Happen, right? We'll get exactly. to that in the next segment. <laughs> but I, I think that. Foreman will be held held accountable. Now, to which degree he'll be held accountable, <laughs> that that's going to vary. Will he be held accountable in the form of being fired? I can't see that happening soon, though, right. because I think they'll try and give this thing another year, possibly. Now, if the same thing is going on next year, where they don't even reach, uh, you know, the, the middle of the season or the All Star break, where this team has really changed some things around, then you'll see Gar getting fired or Hoiberg getting fired, and they'll go in a different direction. So, I've always said that Hoiberg will be here at least three years at least three years with the Bulls but again if this thing continues to spiral into next season he'll be gone but we've seen rock bottom with this Bulls team mm-hmm. now you're talking about the Tim Floyd era now that was oh, yeah. kind of like rock bottom yeah, right get there back 15 there? wins right. a season right exactly is it possible to get back there you know what anything's possible anything, anything is possible, possible. I'll, I'll, I've always been a believer in this though with the Bulls as, as good as they've been especially in that Thibodeau era with, with Rose when he was MVP they just couldn't get over that LeBron hump. Yep. And, and it kind of goes back to, to when Mike was playing. You know, he denied a lot of cats. Yep. 
opportunities to make it to the finals or even win championships. So it, with LeBron being in the East, especially when he was down in Miami, like you, you weren't getting past that Miami team, especially coming out of the East. And it's almost the same thing with, with Cleveland. It's just a, a couple of different players here and there, and the roster is a little different. But with LeBron and what he brings and what he does, he really can dominate and control a game and can control a series. Now, the Bulls have had their opportunities yeah. where they couldn't have taken advantage of it and, and beaten and moved past Cleveland or Miami, right. but they just couldn't do it. Right. It's funny because in a 20-year span, if you look at the history of the NBA, and Bulls fans might be even more saddened as I say this. Mm. <laughs> Four guys usually control that 20 years. Yes. It's Kobe, yep. Tim Duncan, LeBron. Steph. Right now. Right. Mm. That's it. Yeah. yeah. We have great players outside of that. KD, Russell Westbrook, that didn't get a championship because of LeBron. Right. right. You know, KG snuck in there. Paul Pierce snuck in there, right. upsetting Kobe Bryant. But it took a trio coming together to defeat that one guy, basically. Right. And it's amazing that that's the way the history of the NBA goes. Man, going back to the 80s, it was Larry, it was Magic, mm-hmm. then it was Zeke, then it was MJ. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You don't that's have that. those four, yeah. it's not happening. Yeah. So unless the Bulls, once they, they were in this position before, and the last time they were in this position, somehow, some way, the balls went our way and we got Derrick Rose. Yeah, right. yeah. Somehow, some way. Somehow, some way. <laughs> Can it happen again? Uh, highly doubtful. But just looking forward, man, you might be right. Man, bad days might be ahead. Yeah. And it might not be about – it just might not be about front office. might not be about who's on the court, who's on the roster. This might – just take some luck. Right. Yeah. 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 Some old fashioned luck. Injury here, injury there. I'm not I'm never wishing injury upon anybody. Right. I'm never hoping for anyone to fail. But I mean that's what kind of really it takes. I yeah. mean if you think about even with Rose, I mean that year his MVP season, when he tore his ACL, before that Nobody couldn't tell anyone in Chicago that the Bulls were going to make it to the finals. Just the way that they were playing, the way Rose was playing, it was like, okay, this is the year. But looking back, was that roster really strong enough to win an NBA title? Not with Keith Bogans at the two, no way. <laughs> Forgot about Keith Bogans. I'll never forget that. You know, But if you look at that team, that's one of the better teams in the league. I agree. I'm Wait, with the best? Top, top three. Absolutely. Not top five, top ten. We top were, three best teams why in the are league. We, weren't they number one in the league? We had the best record in the league? Best record two years in yeah, a row. Yeah, that's right. Yep. You're right about that, Junior. Two yep. years in a Row. And I always say, man, April 27, mm. 2012, mm. man, you the date, it's the man. worst, bro. Right. Wow. I was on my laptop in my, my recliner, like typing up a story. Like, this is done. It's over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, what just happened? And when you saw it, you knew it. Yeah. 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 Right, right it away. wasn't like right a doubt, away. like, oh, didn't want to admit it to yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, right. You know, might be a hyperextension. Uh, it's uh-huh. like, uh huh. It's a wrap, man. Well, you see rolls on the floor, and then you look at the scoreboard. Okay, we're up this many points. Double 14. digits. 14. Now, do you blame Tibbs for that? You know what, man? I, it's one of those yes and no answers because it it was a freak accident. Yeah. We've seen Rose make that move a number of times yeah. throughout his career. And a he's move still he kinda, can't make anymore. Right, exactly. Which was one exactly. of his which best Which he's really still hesitant yeah. to make. Yeah. So, you can say yes, You can. he should have been out of the game. But at that point, you never know, especially in the NBA. Even when Rose went out, Philly came back. Yep. And almost stole the, and almost changed, changed some things around. So, yeah. I mean, with Rose getting out, you want to keep your starters, your star players in just in case. Maybe under a minute left, then he could have took them out if that lead was still double digits, 14 or 16 points. Absolutely. And that game was the first game of a playoff. They kicked off the playoffs really wanting to make a statement that year. It right. was the year yeah. after they got bounced by LeBron in the heat, yeah. and they wanted it this year. You know, So I understand them wanting to make a statement there in the process of putting that foot in Philly's throat. 
And next thing you know, Derek's on the ground. Then the questions come that, you know, should he have been in the game? The game was wrapped up. I think they were on the way to a sweep. It felt good right before that, you know, and it just felt like everything came crashing down after that. I don't blame him for being in the game. I understood. The only thing I throw in the midst of that with this front office that I think would have cured some of the ills that started with the ACL from Derrick Rose. Because I think the ACL, this is crazy, it might sound crazy, the ACL led to Joe's knee. Whether people want to admit it, Joe trying to keep everything afloat yes. until his boy got back. Mm-hmm. Yep. That front office should have said, you know what, Derrick said he's not coming back. It wasn't a secret. You were trying to put narratives out there to force his hand and make him come back for the playoff run. The return. This, this guy right. told you. You knew it. He's not coming back. Right. Joe, you're not good. Let's get in this lottery. We can come back full force next year. Mm. Let's get in this lottery right now. Mm. And we're good. Instead of showing that we got big shoulders. This is Chicago. We're repping Chicago. And putting everything on the line and mortgaging the future for nothing. You think Tibbs would have been on, on board for Doesn't matter. You if you're the boss. Yeah, you have to make that decision. If you're the boss, Tibbs has to do. Yes. But he's under contract. Somebody has to have a vision that looks beyond the right now in that organization. And was it, that was the thing, though. There were three, there were three different visions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tibbs was basically saying, let me, you know, you take care of your vision. We have enough. Let right. me take we care of my vision. Yeah. You know, and it got testy, man. And this is the result. Man, I'm so upset. <laughs> I, can we get it? Can we just get into the, can we get into this? The, the, let's get into the, I just want to get into the Rose and Butler divide amongst the city. We're going to do that right now. Come back with us more. On Down and Distance, Rose Butler, the beef, next on Down and Distance. (laughs) 